Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor and his cousin gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides. For the latest updates, information, and picks, you can follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides. You can follow my cousin Jared on Twitter at Cousin Jared. This College Football episode covers select games from week five of the 2022 season. In case you're new here, I built a mathematical model that predicts what the spread should be for every FBS college football game. That information, along with each team's power rating at a graded A, B, or C pick, either now or coming later, for every game is available in the Google Sheet that is linked in the show's description. The goals for this episode are to share key information about this week's games, give you a few things to think on, and explain why certain plays are being made in order for you to come up with picks that you are comfortable with. We never recommend blindly tailing or fading any pick, but rather to hear the justifications and thought processes to make sure you're fully on board with us or against us before investing your heart or money. As I'm always saying, take what you like and leave the rest. As we go through plays, remember there are no locks and gambling, so we'll give you our loves, likes, and leans, that is A, B, and C grades. Indicate my confidence level with respect to scaling wagers. Cousin Jared will also be utilizing a weighted unit scale for this college football season. And as always, please remember that good and bad variants will occur. So as much as we'd like to say we'll be profitable each and every week, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, Cousin Jared, we're in the middle episode here. We've already had a couple of uh, location changes to games because of the hurricane in the Gulf. Um, yep. That's not good or bad variance. That's just variance, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah, coming, right? exactly. Yeah, that, that's exactly what I had in mind when I picked ECU. I, I knew that the location was going to get moved and USF was going to lose their home field advantage. That's exactly how I drew it up. There you go. There you go. We'll actually touch back on that one at the end of the show as well. And UCF going to Sunday now, which is if you don't care for the NFL – good for you if yeah. you do care for the nfl that game probably didn't exist in your mind anyway and it really doesn't exist now so it doesn't really matter i guess if you do for sure it's, for sure. it's, it's either a win or a who cares in that, in that situation moving college we'll get into sunday right exactly all right well before we get to today's show some reminders please hit that like button if you're on youtube also if you aren't yet please consider subscribing or following it's free and if you turn on notifications then you won't miss any of the college basketball mlb or college football content that this channel provides and a reminder, we've started up a Patreon page for those of you looking to support the show. Membership starts at just $3 per month. Benefits include things like the play of the day. And for College Football Saturdays, that's a play of the time slot. Got a lot of goodies for you there. Access to our Discord group where we're chatting about line movements, things we like, just general sports talk, ad-free and early access to the shows, and early access to the projected spreads. Uh, let's get right to it. All lines courtesy of Bet Online. Send up link in the show description. And current as of the time of this recording on Tuesday night. Uh, Cousin Jared... Sonic is your afternoon drink stop, right? This episode is your Thursday and Friday night episode shop. Sonic is not paying yeah. us, although that would be nice because, I mean, who wouldn't love some some free drinks from Sonic, right? Exactly. Uh, but this is your spot here. If you're interested in a Thursday or a Friday game, we're going to cover all of them this week here. There's only one Thursday college game. It uh, might not be great. Utah State and BYU, both of these teams played last week, so a short week for both of them. Uh I don't know what to say about this other than these two teams don't really like each other and BYU is a lot better than Utah state. The, yeah. Really? I mean, it, there's a reason why we have the spread. It keeps it interesting because I think we all kind of think BYU is going to win this game. The only question is by how much I'm going to lay the 24 with BYU. It's a B grade pick sideline says 28. So the most likely outcomes are 27, 28, and then 31 is about as likely as 24. I just don't think Utah State can hang with BYU. I think BYU was more likely to pull off the gas last week, which is why I faded them, and that worked out, knowing they had a short week ahead, knowing they have a long week ahead. 
Right. I don't think they're going to pull off the gas here. I think they want to win by as much as they can against these in-state teams, show everyone who owns the state, all that sort of stuff. I think they can kick the crap out of Utah State. I don't think Utah State's any good. Um, total is 60 in this one. Because, uh, Jared, what do you got for us? People go out and do what you need to do on Thursday night. Maybe set an alert on this game to, to get a score update after the first quarter or something. I'm not saying it's going to be close, but BYU's got Notre Dame next week. Utah State, they lost to UNLV. They outgamed yeah. UNLV. UNLV they, they played a better game than UNLV. They had six turnovers. Based on what's happened earlier in the season, unfortunately, I think the six turnovers is more of what you can expect from Utah State going forward. Yeah. But, but if they get that cleaned up, and if BYU – I. I'm not making a pick on this game. I'm just trying to give you a, a reason to watch. Clearly, look, listen to all my ifs. If, you don't have to. You don't have to Kirk Herbstreit this up for us. Yeah. It, well, well, there you go. I never heard it phrased that way. That that's actually the perfect analogy. If Utah yeah. State gets these turnovers taken care of, and if BYU is just give a little peek ahead to Notre Dame, this could be a, a closer game, like you mentioned, in-state or rivalry game here. So um, I think this has the potential to maybe be close, but I, yeah, I, I mean. Utah State has just looked really bad this year. So, again, maybe just check in on this on Thursday night and, you know, get back to a TV if you need to. I'm not confident that that's going to happen, though. You, you will, you'll probably know pretty early, I think, is what you're trying to yeah, say. Yeah, and yeah, I tend to agree. Well. This game is either going to get really ugly and BYU might win this game by 40, mm -hmm. or if they are looking ahead and if Utah State can figure some of their stuff out, maybe they keep it close because obviously they're going to yeah. go out there and play as hard as they can. Yeah. Um, I, again, I'm playing with BYU. I think it's going to be more likely to be ugly than not, but only a B-grade play for me, not an A-grade play because – you're absolutely right with BYU. We talked about their tough schedule all year. Yeah. I just I think this is more of a one of the rare spots where they might be able to, I don't want to say run up the score, but play harder, longer, yeah. given that they have an extra few days off. But yeah. I mean, anything can happen. Of course, in these rivalry games, that's why it's only a big great pick. But again, model says right. 28, so I'm going to lay it. But I but I think you're right. I think it's either going to be you'll kind of know it's going to be maybe interesting, or you're going to be able to count your money on this one pretty early. Yeah. I think. Yeah. A lot of Friday games should be a fun Friday night for us here. 7 p.m. Eastern Tulane at Houston. Houston's actually a two point favorite in this one, two and a half point favorite. Sideline says Tulane should actually be a two point favorite here. That Tulane is the better team. I've got them ranked 50th, whereas I've got Houston 67th. Tulane getting a little bit of a boost based off of Kansas State's victory of, over Oklahoma, saying, hey, that was a even better we – we already thought it was a good win, but now we think maybe even a better win that Tulane was able to do things and frustrate Kansas State offensively that Oklahoma wasn't able to do. That doesn't mean Tulane's better than Oklahoma. It just means kudos to them. They played a really good game that shows that they're a pretty solid team. They've already been battle-tested on the road here at a much tougher environment in Manhattan, Kansas – then they're going to face in Houston. I think Tulane's got a real good shot to pull this off. I'm actually going to grab them on the money line at plus 120 rather than take the two points or two and a half points. I think plus 120 is a really good price. It's a B-grade pick for me. I think they're the better team, and I think they got a really good shot to go out and win this game. So this is a positive expected value play, in my opinion. Total's 55. Cousin Jared, what do you got? Okay, so people, I, I think it's time for me to, you know, just say I was wrong about Houston this season. And, and I, I feel like I've seen enough at this point to say that I, I was wrong about Houston. So, uh, you know, I, I hope that everybody gets a little bit of joy in me being able to say that I was wrong. Uh, so when I'm looking at this game, I, man, I, I think that that 
Tulane's loss last week, Southern Miss is kind of sticking with me um, because Southern Miss is, is a physical football team, likes to run the ball. And Houston, I can't say that they've shown me that they're a physical football team, but they should have much better athletes than, than Tulane. And if Southern Miss was able to, to capitalize on that against Tulane, I think Houston would be able to as well. Um, so I don't – I, I, you know – I, I, I don't know. I like your idea of, of taking the money line instead of the points there. Honestly, the thing that kind of jumps out to, to me, we always know about key numbers on totals, how much I like those, and this being just above 55. This this feels like an under spot for me, just with the Houston offense um, being uh, not as good this season as we expected. And, and Tulane, you know, able to get in that, that rock fight uh, against Kansas State a couple of weeks ago, uh, you know, we talk all the time about good Adrian Martinez and bad Adrian Martinez, but uh, this this seems to me just on the north side of that key number of fifty five. This seems like a spot for for an underplay potentially. So you know, stick around for the rest of the week. Maybe this is something that I eventually want to make a underplay on. Because uh, Jordan, I'm curious your thoughts on this. My take kind of on Tulane here is massive win on the road, non conference, beat a power five school. Look ahead to Houston, one of your biggest competitions in the conference. Trap game at Southern Miss, is that possible that that's just what happened? And now they get back right, and it's one of those that if we try to overreact to what happened last week, maybe we're, you know, simply that maybe overreacting. Is it, is it possible that that was just a trap spot? It, it definitely, it, it, it could be. It could be. And and we will, I think we're going to talk about a couple of, of potential trap spots later in, in this show. So it definitely could be. Yeah, and, and I think what one of the things I'm going to say a lot on this one in a couple of games specifically, and I know multiple times when we talk about this, is try and make sure we don't overreact to things. And to me, I'm not going to overreact to that Tulane loss last week as bad as it was. Uh, the question is, which Tulane are we going to get? Are we going to get the one that was able to win in Kansas State and the one that lost at home to Southern Miss? I think the truth is somewhere in between. And I think right. given what we saw with Houston, I think that means they're still a better team than Houston. So I like grabbing the plus 120. Uh, but I, I think we, I just want to caution everyone at this point of not overreacting. Um it feels like there's four or five spots here I'm going to say that. And I think in hindsight, we're going to be able to look back and say we should have overreacted in one of them. At this point, we just don't know which one we should overreact to. And I think most of the time we shouldn't overreact. So that's going to be my default position is not to overreact. And then we'll look back and say, yeah, this was the one that we absolutely should have yeah, uh, overreacted yeah. to. Yeah. Uh, 7.30 Eastern kickoff, UTSA at Middle Tennessee. If I remember correctly, this was a heck of a fun game last year. Uh, this one is UTSA minus four, total of 62 and a half. I'm going to grab the four points with Middle Tennessee State. It's an A-grade play for me. Sideline has this as a pick em. says that basically that UTSA is the better team but the better team only by what the home foot advantage is. The most likely scenario uh, in this game is somebody wins by three. And if somebody wins by three, I'm a winner with plus four. Uh, somebody wins by four, I either win or I push. My only concern about this when we talk about how games can end up being losses, pretty high total in this one. Somebody could easily win by seven. And if somebody wins by seven, I got to make sure I'm on the right side of that grabbing the four. Right, uh, right. But as it is, if it's a three-point game or a four-point game, I'm in pretty good shape. I think it's going to be a tight, fun one. Uh, Middle Tennessee State did me well last weekend, and I'm going to back them again here. A game that they know they need to have here in conference. There's only so many good Conference USA teams, and they know that UTSA is one of them. I'm going to grab the four points here at home. A great play for me on Middle Tennessee State. Because, Jared, what do you got? 
This doesn't happen very often, but I'm going against sideline here on an A play. I am laying the four points with, with UTSA in this spot. Um, last week, you know, we talked about Eastern Michigan coming off that big win at Arizona State, and, and I don't think any of us were. Well, I think that maybe the you know I can't remember what the model did last week. I wasn't brave enough to to you know. Bet- going into Eastern Michigan last week, even though clearly we talked about it was a letdown spot for Eastern Michigan. I think we all kind of threw it out there, but none of us were bold enough to say it. I think we're all kind of like, hey, this might be a tough spot, but none of us actually thought Buffalo to go there and win. Yes, yes. None of us had to to do it. Exactly, and I think this is a huge letdown spot for Middle Tennessee, so I'm going to try to to learn from Eastern Michigan the week before, and I'm going to lay the points with UTSA in this letdown spot for Middle Tennessee. Other than that, what what I uh, a few things I would say about this is that when you go look at Middle Tennessee's body of work this season, you take out that win at Miami, and it just hasn't been that impressive. They got just trucked that first game of the season against James Madison and they they went to Colorado State they went to Fort Collins they beat Colorado State but they gave up 19 points to Colorado State who couldn't even muster 19 points against Sacramento State this past playing at altitude okay yeah 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 sure (laughs) so Middle Tennessee State's overall body of work excluding this past weekend against Miami hasn't been that great I feel like I feel a lot better about UTSA taking Houston down to the wire and playing a you know they play Texas close for two and a half almost three quarters in 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 that game so I really like what, what they've done on offense last week, Middle Tennessee State, I feel like they did a lot of things that you're not going to be able to replicate again. They completed like 19 passes you, for come over on, 400 you yards. Totally, you can totally <laughs> throw 99 passes whatever you want to. On NCAA football, you just take the kickoff return, you're the punt return, you run it back to the two. You know? Well, I mean, not not to give out any life hacks, but safety to life. I mean, <laughs> there you, go, exactly, you, you, exactly. you could throw for four, nine, 400 yards on 19 completions. Anyway, that that's very meta. Um, so the other thing that I would say is that there'd be a lot of people watching this thing. Safety to light. What are you talking about? If you played in team like college football and you know what we're talking about, drop a comment and and throw us a shout out. So we're not crazy. That that play was awesome. It it was, (laughs) it it was absolutely unstoppable. Uh, and and the other thing that I would say is I I came on here a couple of weeks ago after Miami played A&M. I said that, uh, Van Dyke, the quarterback from Miami, I had some questions about him. Miami got down. They weren't able to to capitalize and, and, and come back once they had to start throwing the ball a lot. They, they, you didn't throw the ball efficiently against uh, Middle Tennessee State either. I don't have those same concerns about Frank Harris, quarterback for UTSA. He is going to be able to throw the ball around against this defense, I think. So all of those things combined, we said a lot of different things there. I'm going to lay the four points to UTSA. I think this is a, a, a great spot for UTSA, and I, I think that they're just going to present mm-hmm. some problems uh, uh, in the air that, that Miami didn't last weekend. Yeah, uh, it should be a fun game. Uh, yep. two different opposing viewpoints. Uh, you kind of have to agree with either one of us on that one. If you don't, then I don't, I, maybe, maybe you think it'll be an exact push then I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 8 PM Eastern San Diego state and Boise state. Look, I've learned a lot in my years with Boise state. And here's what I've learned. I think I finally cracked the code this year and the code with Boise state is Every time you think you figured them out, they're going to do the exact opposite. Thus, last week they looked terrible, and everyone's like, oh my gosh, this team is terrible. Then now we got to zigzag and go the opposite direction. See, the problem with Boise State over like the last decade is every time you think they're good, they'll let you down. Every time that you think they're going to let you down, 
they win. So I'm going to play the six with Boise State. I'm giving this an A grade play. I think San Diego State is garbage. We talked about it last week, and I wasn't bold enough to say that I thought UTEP could win that game. But I said that was the exact sort of game on a Friday night, sleepy game that Boise would blow, and we'd all be, you know, it's just a game they've blown the last several many years. Yeah. I think they come back with a vengeance in this one. I don't think they're very good, but I think they're better than San Diego State. I think if you're, if you're looking at this with any other eyes, I think it's just an overreaction. And I think with Boise State, the biggest thing is just always zigzag with them because every time they look like one thing, they come back and show you they're actually the other. They're a solid football team. They've been a solid program, but it's been many years since they've been consistently good, and that's been kind of their zigzag pattern. So I'm going to lay the six with Boise right. State. Sideline says it should be a seven-point spread. I like that I push on six, and then I get the win on seven. I'm giving this an A. Great total of 39. We are expecting not many points in this game. A San Diego State offense that is truly terrible, and I'm not sure how many points they're going to score off this Boise defense, but I don't think it's going to be very many. I don't think Boise is going to score very many either, of course. But this has the makings of an ugly, you know, 14 to 6 type game. The same exact type of game that San Diego State played last week, but that was against a Toledo team traveling across the country at home. This one being at Boise State, I think the result flips. I think Boise State can win this by at least a touchdown. Because, Jordan, what do you got for us? Talk about a game I don't want any part of. I mean, there is absolutely no part of this game that I want. What I would say is you look at that total of 39, and, uh, you know, what again later in this episode but we talked about it last episode as well that old dominion and liberty had a total of 44 at the time and i told you look guys this this total's too low you know you might want to look at an over in this spot um there you could not pay me to take an over on this 39 i know that's a really low total i would not take take the over on this if anything i would say play the under um so again Uh, well if you're if you're gonna do that i go first half under Sure. I mean, this this is like the the Iowa State or excuse me, Iowa Nevada game where it's just take all the unders that you want and you're probably going to win a majority of them. So, uh, yeah, I I cannot in good conscience endorse any play on this game. But if I had to, it would definitely be the under even at that low number. Uh, Cousin Jared, if the total were 23, would you endorse the over at 23? Yeah, like it's 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 San Diego State and Boise. Like something weird is going to happen. Like one of the teams is going to like block a punt and, and get the ball within the <laughs> ten yard line. Or right. like, I don't know. I don't know which one it's going to be, but somebody's right. going to do something that's going to get good field position or a special team touchdown or something like that. So I would I would go over twenty over twenty three. Okay. I don't know if I'd go over like thirty one. Wow, that's bad. Uh, I tried to pick a ridiculously not low number there for you, uh, but it, yeah. it feels like it feels like if this game had twenty three points, I'd be like, yeah, it seems right. If it went under twenty three, I'd yeah. be like, yeah, that seems right. I mean, this is going to yeah, be a low yeah. scoring game for sure. Uh, I'm yeah. going to lay the six with the Broncos. Uh, to the late night Friday night games, we got two. I've got a Pac twelve after dark here. Washington and UCLA. This one should be a fantastic contest. Uh, I'm going to lay the three with Washington. Sideline says it should be three point four. To me, the bottom line is I like this Washington team. I like the direction they're going, and I just have not been impressed with UCLA. There's basically no home field advantage for either of the LA schools. I'm laying the three with Washington. I think they can go and get the job done, and I'm just banking on them not winning by one or two. Total of 66. This one should be a fantastic game. Uh, Cousin Jared, what's your take on it? I don't have a take on this game. What I need an explanation. I, I need you to try to, to help me here. What have we seen 
this, so this, this line doesn't make any sense to me. I would have thought yeah. that this would have been Washington closer to like between four and six, probably is what I would have said. Like, what have we seen from UCLA that would put this line where it's at? Nothing that I, I can imagine. Uh, like I said, uh, okay. sideline says three. My sideline says three point four. If it was three and a half, three and a half is tougher, right? Because three is so common. Yeah. Uh, on the on the yeah. road, but yeah, if it was if it was three and a half, I'd be like, okay, I probably would still lean Washington, but I wouldn't like it as much. Um, yeah. Yeah. If this line was four, like you're saying, I would just be like, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. I I, I feel like Washington is a solidly better team. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I'm with. I don't. I can't. I can't figure it out. Usually, it's got some talent, I guess, but it hasn't yeah. been evident yet. Yeah. Well. Well. Viewer, take this for what it's worth. This this line scares me because I don't. I don't understand it. And, but both of us think that it should be higher than this. So if I had to pick a side, I would definitely lay the three with with Washington. Like if this, I, I don't know why this would get down to two and a half, but I, I, this line doesn't make sense anyway. If this got down to two and a half, I'd definitely be on Washington. I just love what I've, I've seen from them so far. But this just, to me, this this stinks, and I, I don't know what the deal is. Yeah, and given that how crucial three is, if it gets out of two and a half, I'd add a unit and make that an A-grade play, personally. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, last one here for your Friday night, 11 p.m. Eastern, uh, New Mexico and UNLV. I can't imagine a ton of people staying up to watch this one. Uh, as we're always saying, you don't have to watch them to make the monies. You can go to bed. Um, UNLV is a 14-point favorite over New Mexico. I'm going to grab the 14 with New Mexico, but it's only a C-grade pick. Sideline says it should be 12.2. Uh, this UNLV team is rising in my ratings. I've got them up to 89th, which is probably the highest they've been, and yeah. I can't even tell you how long. Um, yeah. It's a, it's a team that I'm I'm impressed with. I backed them last week. And New Mexico at 117 is not in the bottom 10, so I mean kudos to them as well. It's just 14's a lot of points. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to grab the 14, but it's not a pick I like because there's a decent chance that this UNLV team keeps rising and can win this game handily. I will say though. Part of the reason I'm back in New Mexico, total of 43. We're not expecting a lot of points. And again, anytime we have a game where we're not expecting a lot of points, it's harder to win by a bunch. So I think UNLV wins this game. I don't really think New Mexico has much of a chance to win. But if I'm getting 14, I don't really have to think they have a chance to win, right? If, if I'm getting six, right. I think I ought to think they have a chance to win because I'm only getting six points. But yeah, getting, getting 14, there's a lot of ways this wins and or pushes. I like the minus 105. I'm going to back New Mexico here, but it's not a play that I love. Uh, Cousin Jared, what do you like? I was ready to back UNLV in this spot just because I like what I've seen from them so far yeah. this year. But, man, and when you dive into that box score uh, against Utah State, man, that was a lot of luck with, with us covering. I don't, want, I don't necessarily want to say luck, but man, Utah State just shot themselves in the foot over and over and over again. Uh, you know, UNLV won by 10, uh, covered comfortably. But you go back and if they play that exact same game multiple times, man, it would be hard to get that outcome again. Um, so that made me hesitant to lay the points with UNLV. 43 seems low for this UNLV team in the games that we've seen them play this year uh and and don't get me wrong new mexico's de- uh, offense. that's that's what i was gonna say it's 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 the contrast of styles here i mean UNLV yeah has been a much higher scoring team new mexico though yeah you know gets shut out against lsu um gets you know pitches a shutout against Maine. i guess whatever that's worth you know holds utep to 10 i mean they're not looking to play high scoring games here yeah yeah and so i think my thing is is like the example that I'll use was was last week the North Carolina and Notre Dame game where you know that North Carolina can score points but their defense is just so 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 bad 
they, you'd say I'm gonna pl- I'm gonna play the over in this spot, even though Notre Dame's you know uh, offense is, is bad. You know, I I I, tr- I trust North Carolina's defense to be bad enough to get me to this over. I I can't say that I New Mexico's offense is not good. I but I cannot say that oh man they are like just so bad that there's no way this goes over. You know, you know what I'm saying? So um, that's kind of what I would be eyeing. We've mentioned a couple of times this season, 44 is the second most common total uh, after 55. So you're, you're south of a, a key number there. I think that makes me feel a little bit better about the over. Um, so no official play yet, but this is definitely a, a total that has my eye. Well, I look back, the, the closest game to this is the Boise, New Mexico uh, game. Back on September 9th, Boise won that one 31 to 14 without diving into the turnovers and the yards, et cetera. And that one, that one had 45 points. And that feels similar to this in that yeah. I think that UNLV's offense is probably maybe a little bit better than Boise's and their defense may be a little bit worse. So, I mean, that that feels like the most comparable game. And that would that would get you over uh, 43 right. as well. So, yep. uh, to the Saturday games. Noon Eastern, Navy and Air Force. Air Force is a 14-point favorite. Uh, this is strength on strength right here. Sideline says Air Force by 19. I'm going to lay the 14. It's an A-grade pick. Uh, we've seen both of these teams look terrible, and we know that both of them can really frustrate their opponents, but they know exactly what the other team's going to try to do, and I think strength on strength just really benefits the better team in this one. I'm going to lay it with Air Force. I don't know if Navy, I think Navy's gimmick of frustrate the other team's offense, I'm not sure that works in this spot. Total of 37 and a half. Navy couldn't score on Delaware. I don't think they can score off of Air Force either. We saw Air Force really struggle when they got down early. That's the key to their success is getting up early. I think they can do that here against Navy, and then I think it's downhill. I think Air Force wins this one 28 to 7. Uh, called my shot there on the exact final score. Cousin Jared, uh, 37 and a half. Are you bold enough to go under 37 and a half? So last year, I remember this vividly. Last year, I, I sat there and the total was a very similar number. It might have been 37 or 37, 38, something like that. Mm-hmm. I gave you a list of the past decade, how many times this game had gone over. It had gone over like seven out of the past 10 years. I was was very confident in in my overplay and let me tell you that thing never sniffed going over uh-uh. the number uh-uh. because navy's offense was atrocious you want to know what navy's offense is still atrocious nothing um, nothing's changed nothing has changed at all so i'm not touching this total what i would say here people i i i, I cannot argue with this we've talked a lot about how bad navy is and how good we think air force is you could not convince me this should be an a play when the service academies play each other, I don't care how – throw the records out. You know, it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, like, you just – I completely agree. I feel like Air Force is the side here just based on what we've seen from both of these teams so far this year. As uh, Professor, as you've mentioned a couple of times, this is a pick to diversify your portfolio. For me, I could not make this an A play, maybe not even a B play. This would be something like Air Force is the right side, put something on it. But I don't want to be too heavily invested because these service academy games can can get a little weird. It can. I just, I just think about last year's game. I watched that game. It was twenty three three. That was in Navy. And, and I, it was. I don't. I don't it was not that different. close. Yeah, it, it was not that close. It wasn't. Yeah. Air Force moved the ball, and Navy did. Navy. I'm not sure. Got past half field Navy until like nothing. the third quarter, and yeah, they did nothing. And that's what I said. I. I it's just it's it, it, their style 
can confuse and frustrate teams. We've seen it a couple of times. We see it every year in a few games. I just don't think this is the spot. I think it's like last year, strength on strength. I think favors the better team. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I'm with you that some of these things get wonky, but I just love the push protection here. We expect now last year's game had the field goals, which was weird. We don't expect that with the service academies. We expect more touchdowns. I love the push right. protection on 14 here, which is why it's an angry play for me. It's, it's one I like a little bit more than you do, cousin Jared. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, noon Eastern Purdue at Minnesota, uh, Minnesota ranked sixth in my rankings now and, uh, kudos to them. I mean, they look fantastic. I, I can't, I, I, I mean, maybe you, you could squabble with that, but based on what we've seen the past couple of weeks, like they definitely deserve to be up there. You can squabble about exactly where they deserve to be up there though. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, this is one where if you had the early, uh, access to the projected spreads. This number was hanging around 10 for a while on Sunday afternoon in the minus 105 range. And you could have seen that and given that an A grade play. Currently, though, once it got by the time it got to Monday, it was already up closer to 13. I'm going to lay the 12 and a half. I still think it's the right side, but it's a B grade pick. It's lost a little bit of that value. Again, at 10, though, if you could have got that on Sunday, that would have been an A grade play. I would have loved that push protection on 10, which is a fairly key number and a fairly common number when you start talking about games uh, that should be in this point differential. Um, sideline says it should be basically 13 and a half or 14. So I think Minnesota can get it done here. I think this is kind of their solidification of we are a legit team. They're home. They ought to be able to take care of business against a Purdue team that is up and down, to say the least, inconsistent, mm -hmm. to say the least. And if Minnesota's you know as good as we think they possibly are, this is their chance to kind of show us, hey, we're here and we are for real. I'm going to like the 12 and a half. I want to make sure we get this before it gets to 13. Never know where it's going to go, uh, but be great play from here at minus 12 and a half. Total's 52. Cousin Jared, what do you got for us? If O'Connell doesn't play, I don't know if Purdue has any shot in, in this game. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and not sure if he's going to play or not. <clears throat> what, what I would say about this game is that Purdue is the outlier in the Big Ten. Well, they're the outlier in the Big Ten West in the way that they, they play their games. Nebraska wants to, to play like that, but, you know, Nebraska completely set them aside, right? So uh, Purdue plays a completely different type of game than kind of what Minnesota is equipped to play against, like, Wisconsin and Iowa and Illinois and stuff like that. So this game could, in my opinion, this game could get interesting if O'Connell plays just because of the contrasting of styles that these two teams present. Um, but, like, again, you can't look at what Minnesota's done the past few weeks and not just be like, yeah, yeah they, they can should have this game in hand if they play the way they've been playing and you kind of get Purdue, which has just been wee roller coaster ride the, the whole yeah. year, right? So um, I, I Minnesota should win this game, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's close if O'Connell plays. All right. At noon Eastern, also we have Oklahoma and TCU. Oklahoma burned us last week, but I'm going to yeah. – specifically say here the same thing we can kind of talk about a little bit of theme this episode is let's not overreact to that one game Kansas State played a heck of a game AJ Martinez played a heck of a game I think Oklahoma is a much better team than TCU and I'm going to say that this number dropping this low was just an overreaction we should react you know had we had that not happened and Oklahoma done what we thought they were going to do last week this number should have been maybe more like 10 I think it's come down a little bit which makes sense but I think on the other side of seven it's just too much. Minus 105 odds is even better. But it's an A-grade pick for me on the Sooners at minus 6.5. Sideline says 7.5, and, and like I said, I just think it's on the wrong side of 7, that we're overreacting a little bit too much to that game. 
every year, every team has a game or two where things just don't go their way. That was Oklahoma. They just didn't play well. Every year we see this when Oklahoma struggles against a team. Sometimes it's Texas. Sometimes it's Kansas State. Sometimes it's Iowa State. It seems like the next week they bounce back and get things right. This is that spot. I just think they're a much better team than TCU. I think they can go on the road, get it done, maybe by, well, more than a touchdown. And in that scenario, we're all going to think, hey, that was a weird game against Kansas State, but OU still is a really good football team, which is the stance I'm yeah. taking. Uh, total of 68 and a half. Cousin Jared, what do you got? Or you could just say that that game against Kansas State was just uh, apparently just every game against Kansas State for Oklahoma, like the also past four years. So, yeah. man. So, again, we don't talk about these games before we, we start recording. I, I, we review the list right before we come on to record. I saw this, and I couldn't believe that this was under a touchdown. So I went and saw what Sideline said. You, you mentioned Sideline made it just over a touchdown. To me, I would have thought this would have been somewhere between eight and ten. Like I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have thought that it was, you know, just just north of seven. That kind of gives me pause a little bit because I feel like uh, sideline is seeing something that I don't see. Because I, you know, you could have told me this game was ten, and I would have been like, oh yeah, that that seems about right. And so the fact that sideline is seeing something that mismatches what what my mind so much, it kind of gives me pause. I know that you're saying it's still a good play at this number. Um, but we've talked a lot about on this show that I like to have a little more, uh, uh, you know, a little more confidence in, in my yeah. plays maybe than, than some other people would. So for, uh, for me, I, I'm, I'm staying away from this game. I just, every time I think, you know, we've talked last year, I famously quit West Virginia multiple times. There just seems to be like a handful of teams in the big 12 every year that I just cannot get a handle on. And I'm worried that Oklahoma is going to be one of those teams this year. Heck, TCU might be one of those teams this be. year. So, yeah, I, I just I, I can't bring myself to, to make this play, even though like I don't see how you could back TCU in this spot. Yeah, I think what the model sees here is that it's got TCU ranked 28th. So I think it just it sees wow. TCU as a pretty good team. It's no yeah. insult to Oklahoma. It's just it, it likes TCU. It likes the right. entire Big 12, like we talked about in that first episode of the week, that every team in the Big 12 is in the top 50. So uh, I right. think that's yeah. why it says it shouldn't be a blowout. But again, like I said, had, you played this game last week, and you, know, you would have been a 10-point favorite. Um, yeah. I think going to seven makes a lot of sense, but I just think on this side of seven, I think we're getting a heck of a deal here, a little bargain uh, for that overreaction to the fact that that game was on national TV and everyone saw Kansas State beat Oklahoma. But like you said, it's kind of what happens every year, it yeah. seems like. Exactly. Uh, 130 Eastern, Texas State plays at James Madison. I'm grabbing this one on this episode because that's a 21 and a half. I want to grab the 21 and a half before it goes away, but it's only a C grade pick. I don't have a ton of confidence in this one, but I do think it's the right side to grab all these points. James Madison has been a heck of a story. They're a really good team, obviously. Um, they should win this game, but to some extent, I'm just not sure they're going to be able to go out they're in blowout Texas state. If they want to play all their starters in the fourth quarter, knowing all the tight games that they've been in, the, the fact that a lot of times these teams coming up from FCS lack depth. I just think grabbing the 21 and a half is the smart play here, but given how bad Texas state is, it's not one that I want to be over invested in. I'm just diversifying the portfolio with a sprinkling on Texas state, knowing that 21 and a half, I'm just grabbing a solid number basically with this pick total is 50 and a half. Cause Jared, do you have anything for us on this one? I okay. So if you're backing Texas State in this spot, I think it is exactly that. It's because of the spot with James Madison coming off the big win at App State, come from behind win, down by I don't know, they were down by like 
24 it was like, points. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was 28, it was it was 28 touchdowns. Yeah, so they, they were down 24 points there, 25 points, uh, and came back and won that game. This, this definitely feels like a spot where, uh, you know, Texas State might be the right play. But again, that is completely based on, you know, the spot. There is absolutely nothing that I've seen with my eyes or seen yep. in a box score that would say that this needs to be Texas State, except obviously the sideline is, is seeing a little something here. Again, only a C, C, C grade play. Uh, but man, yeah, I think this is a tough spot for James Madison for sure. Yeah, sideline says 20 and a half on this one. So you get James Madison, the better team. But yeah, about the spot, about the number, it's just, I think it's a wise investment, but it's not one that I want to be heavily invested in because uh, Texas State is so bad they could get crushed in this game. And I just want to be like, okay, well, yeah. we're going to make smart plays and they're not all going to work out, right? But yeah. I think it's a good little diversification. Uh, again, good spot, good number. But beyond that, it's not one of my most confident plays. A 3.30 Eastern Michigan State. Again, I tell you people, let's not overreact. Now, Michigan State, <laughs> it's a little bit harder to say that, all right? But yeah, here's the thing. Yeah. Model has really docked Michigan State. They have fallen hard, and at some point, there is a they're gonna it's gonna level out. It's gonna settle in, and we're gonna say like, okay, but they're not they're not the worst team um, in the country, right? They're not gonna keep falling forever. Uh, at this point, right now, the model has them uh, about fiftieth, and I'm just not sure that they're. That much worse than 50th. Uh, Maryland, a decent team, but I mean, seven and a half, just, it just seems like a lot. It, it feels like one of those games where Michigan State comes out there, uglies it up, keeps it close, has a couple of big plays, and this game's tight at the end. And we're all like, oh, yeah, Michigan State, like, okay, clearly not as good as last year, but they're not terrible. And it just feels like more than a touchdown would imply that they're terrible. Maybe they are, like I said. When you look back, there's going to be – I'm going to say don't overreact to like five different teams this week, and one of them yeah. we're going to look back and say we absolutely should have, but the other four, it's going to be wise not to overreact. I don't know which one it's going to be. Maybe it's this one, but I'm just taking a principled play here on the seven and a half and just say this is a fantastic number to get. I just don't trust Maryland to blow out a team with good athletes as good as Maryland looked last week. I'm going to grab the seven and a half. It's a B-grade play i love having the hook on this one total of 60 cousin jared what do you have for us here i i can't dispute anything that you've said uh but what i would say is that we should pull the plug on michigan state if they don't cover in this game yeah because yeah, this is the spot because, with this number i mean yeah it, it's not it, i mean i was impressed with what i saw from maryland this past weekend so it's not that i'm saying maryland's bad it's just when if you string together that many straight weeks, if you're Michigan State, string together that many straight weeks of not showing me anything, like clearly there's some some underlying issues because even if you're a, you know a decent team, you should have one of the past few games where yeah. you know you, you show up and, and cover a win or whatever the case might be. So, yeah, I I hear what you're saying. I'm not making a play on this game. I'm kind of giving them one more week. Uh, but then if they don't cover this one, I think we really got to look hard at, you know, what are we going to do with Michigan State going forward? Yeah. Uh, model has them ranked 43rd, uh, says this should be a six-point spread. At six, probably don't touch it, but on this side of seven and a half, uh, on this side of seven with that seven and a half, it's just, it, to me, it's just too good to pass up uh, right. personally. 
3.30 Eastern, Miami and Buffalo. I already talked about Buffalo with that big one over Eastern Michigan here last week. I'm going to grab Miami and the point and a half. If you have a money line, you can look at that as well. Uh, I've got minus 105. Here's where I locked in. Money line price will be even money, maybe plus 105. The point probably doesn't matter in this one. I think Miami of Ohio can go on the road and get the job done. I don't think that going on the road to Northwestern, I don't view this as a letdown spot as much as I view that as a confidence building spot of a, we've gone into a power five team in one, but it wasn't like they slayed a giant. It was kind of like, okay, right. so now we can go beat the teams that are just this bad in our conference. Basically. I right. think they can go get the job done at Buffalo. And if you think there's any overreaction of uh, a letdown spot, I mean, Buffalo's in the same boat with a big win at Eastern Michigan. So uh, yep. I'm kind of throwing all that out. I think, Miami of Ohio is the better team here. Uh, I think the wrong team's favorite. So I'm going to grab the point and a half. Issue is I'm only giving it a secret play right now. I want to see what this number does. If I can get decent plus odds later in the week, maybe a plus three later in the week, I'd add to it. But at this point, it's just not extremely valuable. So I'm just going to put the one unit on it and see what happens with the number. I'm giving myself options later in the week. Uh, total is 50.5. Cousin uh, Jared, what do you got? I am going to be on Miami of Ohio in this spot. I'm going to take the point and a half here. And, you know, I, 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 we've talked, ironically, we've talked about Miami of Ohio the past couple of uh, episodes. And I mentioned after the first week of the season, I said I liked what I saw from Miami of Ohio against Kentucky. And then, you know, they had a couple other games where I thought that they played solidly. Again, North not a good team you know we were we were both on Miami of Ohio last week it was I, I think it was maybe your your best play of that time window or something yep. like that I recall yep. you mentioned the money line uh, yep. we were all over them last week but I want to to ensure that we had been on we had been impressed with Miami of Ohio prior to that so this is not just that they beat Northwestern we're automatically going on them here yeah because Northwestern isn't good <laughs> yeah that's that's partially my reason for backing Miami of Ohio in the spot. The other reason is people, yes, Buffalo beat Eastern Michigan last weekend, but we talked about it, that Eastern Michigan, that was a great spot for Buffalo. Buffalo, same team that lost to Holy Cross. Okay, people, yeah. so let's not overreact here. As Aaron Rodgers told us, relax. Yep. Okay, just yep. relax. Don't overthink this. Miami of Ohio has been the better team for the majority of the season. Let's not focus on one week. Take the point and a half with Miami of Ohio. I think they're the better team. Yep, absolutely. Couldn't couldn't say better myself. Uh, 3.30 Eastern. Oklahoma State at Baylor should be a fantastic winner in the Big 12. Yeah. Given that the strength of the Big 12 going to be a lot of really good games here. Uh, Baylor's a two-and-a-half point favorite. I really think this should be a field goal game. So I'm going to delay the two-and-a-half with Baylor. They got it done for us last week on the road in Ames. This is really just a sideline says Baylor is a little bit better of a team. Give them the home field. Again, three is the most likely outcome. Really, that's all this yeah. is about. If this is Baylor minus three, this would be a straight pass. But three is such a key number in tight football games. I'm laying the two and a half as a B-grade pick. Honestly, three is such a key number. If this is Baylor minus three and a half, I probably would take Oklahoma State plus three and a half. I think that there's such a likelihood that somebody wins this by three. Baylor being the home team is more likely to win. I think it's a smart play to lay a number less than three in this one, a B-grade pick. But anything can happen in this game, so it's uh, you know not an A-grade, not a I think Baylor's going to go out there and win this game. I just think at home, I think Baylor can get it done. I think it's yeah. a smart investment, but it's not a play that I'm you know staking an A-grade on. Uh, because it should be a fantastic game. You saw last year in the conference championship game, a tale of two halves. Um, 
who knows what we're going to see in this one. Like I said, I just like being yeah. on the right side of three here for the home team. Uh, if this game was in Stillwater, I'd be saying the exact same thing. I think Oklahoma State would be minus two and a half would make a lot of sense. You got good home field edges in both places. Uh, yep. Total is 56 and a half. Cousin Jared, what do you got for us? I don't want to lead the witness. What What is your thoughts on the total here? Um. I'd probably go over. Really? Yeah. I'm, I think that I'm surprised. I think that what I've seen from Baylor is I kind of think a team that's going to play what other style the other team wants to play. I mm. think they've got good enough athletes to do that. Um I think that Oklahoma State wants to play fast and I think Baylor's going to say we can beat you at that game. Um mm. I think there's a good chance that uh, Spencer Sanders, you know, throws a 70 yard touchdown pass and throws a pick six within five minutes of yeah. each other and you get 14 yeah. quick points. I don't like the over 56 and a half part of it, right? If it was, you know, the, right. the hook there on 56, which is right. a quasi key number, not as key as 55 would be. Um, but I feel like this is a 31 to 28 type game. Yeah, I feel like this total is very well set because if this were like 54, I could see myself being interested yep. in over. But if this were like 58, I would be like under. And, mm. and so I, I think anyway, I, did, I didn't I wanted to get your thoughts on that. But I, I guess what I'm telling you, viewer, is this total seems like a pretty well set total to me. So, again, if it got to 58, I'd look at the the uh, under. If it got to like 54 and a half, I'd look at the over. Uh, but, yeah, I'm just like nothing. Nothing really sticks out to me other than that. I think I'd want 59 to go under personally, just because I think I think 3128 is very possible. Um, yeah. But also 3027 is very possible as well. And that would obviously be yeah. what you're talking about with under 58. So but, but me, honestly, yeah. I'd, I'd be looking at 59. But yeah, I'm kind of with you. I agree. I think I kind of like I kind of like the over, but I'd really want it to be 54 and a half. I'd want to be yeah. on the other side of 55 before I really liked it. But I just my my thought process watching these two teams, watching Baylor a lot this year, of course, is I just think they tend to want to. They'll tend to play the type of game that that you play. That's kind of the vibe I'm getting from them. Um, mm -hmm. That's not necessarily always been the vibe, but I think um, the Oklahoma State's going to want to run play fast, and I think Baylor's going to have some quick strikes as well. So, right. Uh, Three thirty Eastern, Central Michigan and Toledo. A great play for me here on Central Michigan. I'm going to grab all seven of those points. Sideline says it should be Toledo minus four. I just love that I'm going to hear it at seven. Um, Toledo disappointing last week. I'm kind of taking the stance that I think San Diego State's pretty bad, which means I think Toledo's pretty bad. Uh, I think both of these teams are pretty bad. I think getting a touchdown makes a lot of sense. Uh, if you're getting less than a touchdown, that drops to a B-grade pick here because seven is very likely, so I love that push protection. Toledo maybe slightly better and at home, but I don't think they're better enough to win by more than one score in this game. Total's 56 and a half. Cousin Jared, what do you got? This is one of those Mac games. I'm telling you, just stay away, people, because after what Toledo showed us against San Diego State, I don't have a lot of confidence in them. I would have said that they were one of the top teams at the Mac. But, man, the the, the way that they, they played against San Diego State just didn't impress me. I, I was expecting more from Central Michigan this year. They won eight games last year. I mean, I guess that's still possible. They could still do that. I think they're they're one in three, something like that. Had the leading returning rusher in FBS last season. He's had a hard time getting going. Uh, I'm, I've just been – I haven't been impressed with, with Central Michigan. So I, I understand the principle of your play. Definitely, like two teams that you have questions about, definitely take the, the touchdown yeah. for sure. But, but, man, I just – 
I haven't seen anything from Central Michigan that makes me feel good about backing them either. All right, another MAC game here at 3.30 Eastern. Bowling Green and Akron, kind of a similar principal play. I'm going to grab the 8.5 with Akron. Akron's terrible, but Bowling Green also isn't good. As you should. You should be taking any points you can get in this game. Yeah, I'm, I'm t- it's more than a touchdown, but hey, only a C-grade pick because Akron, y'all, Akron is bad at football. This They stanky, so. They are real bad. Don't want it. This is kind of like what you said about that last game is how I feel about this one. I don't want to be that invested in this game at all because yeah. it's going to be some yeah. terrible football, but just on a principle, it's a principle play. I'm going to take the home team at eight and a half points. Uh, only a C-grade pick because, like I said, of how bad Akron is. But again, Bowling Green, I just don't think Bowling Green is a good enough football team to be favored by more than a touchdown on the road against maybe anybody but FIU. Uh, that's really the only <laughs> situation where I think – sorry, FIU. Yeah. Uh, you know, y'all, yeah. y'all seem like nice people, but y'all don't do football well. Um, <laughs> Sideline says this one should be seven. Like I said, seven I'd be down with, but more than a touchdown just – it's yeah. a principal play. Just too many points. But uh, yeah, only a secret play because Akron is also very bad. Uh, Total is 51 and a half. Uh, Cousin Jared, why should anybody watch this game? Why? Look, people, I, I, I didn't have it as an official play. I, I, I wanted to get to 52, but there is no reason that this total should be 51 and a half. There is no reason this total should be 51 and a half. Play the under. I'm waiting on, on 52. See if it gets 52. If it goes down to 51, fine. I'll play under 51. Uh, but people play the the under in this spot because I don't know who's well I I think Bowling Green ultimately probably scores more points but that probably. could be like 13 to 10 or or yeah. 17 to 10 or 21 to 17 like it, this is not going to be a, a high scoring game people so uh, I would say play the under I'm waiting on 52 but if you get it under 51 that's fine I would probably play this like all the way down to 48 like I think wow. I, again I don't know who is scoring the points in this game and there's going to be yeah. some field goals. It's not going to all be touchdowns. So, you know, 48, 49, I, I think you can feel good about, about 48, just feel just as good about 48 as you can about 49. So um, play the under in this game. All righty. Uh, 4 PM Eastern Georgia Southern at coastal Carolina backed coastal Carolina last week with an a grade play. But as I mentioned already, I think that was more about Georgia state than coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina has been a team that's had some questions, not been quite as impressive this season, Georgia Southern, a team that's on the rise, getting 10 points is way too many, in my opinion, here. It's an A-grade pick for me on Georgia Southern getting 10. Sideline says it should be 7. I love the fact that I've got the push protection on a fairly common final score outcome of a score differential of 10. Um, I just think they've got enough offense to keep up. Coastal Carolina is going to score some points, but I think it could just be a back-and-forth tennis match type thing. They're going to score. Georgia Southern's going to score. going to be lots of points. I don't really see who gets a lot of stops here. I kind of just think it's going to be a lot of points and 10 is just too many because I just don't think Coastal Carolina has the defense to stop Georgia Southern. Uh, Like I said, sideline says seven. I think seven makes a lot of sense here. Coastal's the better team, but you know, you can't give them that big of a home foot advantage. Home foot advantage is a lot smaller now than it was five, 10, 20 years ago. So this Mm -hmm. spread indicates that people think that coastal Carolina is more than a touchdown better on a neutral site. That just seems like too much here. Given the questions I have about coastal Carolina, I'm going to grab all 10 points, a grade play for me. Total is 58 and a half. Cousin Jared, what do you got? I agree. I have questions about coastal. I also agree that I think Georgia Southern's offense is really good. So those two things combined, I'm also going to be taking the 10 points with, with Georgia Southern here. 10 points is just uh, just a lot uh, of points, I think, between you know a, a team with such a good offense like like Georgia Southern. Um, and this total, I mean, y'all know what what I'm going to say. The, the 58, I'd rather have it at 58, but this seems low. 
doesn't it? I mean, I don't yeah. know who's yeah. going to get a lot of. I don't know who's going to get a lot of stops in in this. The, game. So. the the only way the only way is this goes under, in my opinion. Weird turnovers inside the red zone. Sometimes that stuff happens. Um, field goals, a lot of field goals, which I don't see happening. I just I see more touchdowns and field goals. Or if for some reason these teams have long, slow touchdown drives, but watching them, I think there's going to be a lot of quick scores. There's going to be a lot of 30 yeah. and 40 yard touchdowns on this. I think there should be enough quick scores. I completely agree. Like I, I was a little surprised this total wasn't more like 62, 65. Yeah. I feel like it's pretty short here at 58 and a half. If you get over, yeah. I mean, it, really, this is probably pretty good because we think there's enough touchdowns at 59 should be your buy points. 58 and a half should be pretty good over too, right? Yeah, probably. I'm probably just overthinking it, being too picky. Uh, but yeah, it, it, I, I don't see why this wouldn't go over. Yeah. Uh, 5 p.m. Eastern, South Alabama and Louisiana. Gosh, uh, we talked about Louisiana, right? They're, they're bad. They're getting yeah, worse. Yeah. Uh, the bottom is falling out. Uh, sideline has dropped them all the way to 93rd. How low can they go? Uh, I, I, I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. South Alabama is ranked 61st. They're the better team on the road. Sideline says this should be six and a half or seven. I'm going to grab the nine with Louisiana, but it's only a C grade pick. I have no confidence in this Louisiana team whatsoever. Um, this is going to be one of those spots that we look back and we're going to say 93rd ranked Louisiana. That was the low spot. They still have enough talent to, to still be a top 100 team, which isn't really a large ass given how good they were last right. year. And we're going to say a touchdown was way too much. Or we're going to look back on this and say, you know, there's no way this is a top 100 team and this should have been a 14 point spread. At this point, it's hard to say. I don't really have a lot of confidence either way. I'm just going to grab the nine because it's more than a touchdown. If Louisiana has any pride, hanging in there in this game, a low scoring game can keep it tight. But like I said, there's a real chance that in a couple of weeks, Louisiana is ranked about 115th. And if that's the case, then this probably should be closer to 14 than nine. So yeah. only a C grade pick for me on Louisiana. Total's 47. Cousin Jared, what do you got? I am going against sideline again here. I am laying the nine points with South Alabama. Something that uh, you said in the last episode kind of stuck with me, and that was, you know, when do teams start leveling out? And let me tell you, Louisiana has yet to level out uh, no, as far yeah, as yeah. their their fall. Um, you know, the the benefits uh, of being a Patreon member. Let me tell you, it, it, you know, if you're a Patreon member, you get access to the college football lines about the times that line uh, about the time that lines open on Sunday afternoons. This line opened at South Alabama minus five, yeah, and yeah. so uh, definitely loved South Alabama Ooh, at that yeah. number. I still I still like South Alabama laying the nine points in this this spot. Um, we had questions about Louisiana after they lost to Rice. And I think that if you were going to bounce back from that and, and you know, prove that you, you have a little uh, – this team is, is talented and, you know, has something going for it this season, I think you bounce back the next week against your rival. Hey, that's exactly what happened in the first half. And then the second half happened. Yes, yes. And- <laughs> but the first half, that's I was thinking, I was like, exactly, exactly what we talked about, right? And then, yeah, then the yeah. second half played out, and I had that on one of my little screens, and I was like, oh, they just, they just, it's like everything they had of that bounce back just completely fell apart in that second half. Yeah. And so now I think it's turned from a, hey, let's bounce back from this loss at Rice to, I, I think there could definitely be some of this, oh no, like, are we just not very, very good? 
this year and you start getting a little, little nervous about it. And you combine that with the fact that yes, they beat Eastern Michigan a couple of weeks ago, but we talked about those five turnovers in the second half that Eastern Michigan had. It's like, man, if you don't have, you know, that many turnovers, how does that game play out? So I just feel like Louisiana, you, I, I mentioned it starting off here. I don't know where the bottom is for them. I don't feel like we found it. South Alabama. I, I've seen some good things from them this year, man, should have beat UCLA. Um, so I, I'm laying the nine points with South Alabama again, had this early in the week, you got you were able to lay five with South Alabama, great number. Uh, but I feel comfortable even laying the nine, even six, six and a half, seven. A lot of good numbers you could have laid. Yeah, uh, yeah. definitely got the got a much worse number here. But that doesn't mean again, like I said, it sounds like because Jared, you think Louisiana should be ranked more like one fifteen than ninety three. Uh, let's just say like one hundred eight or one ten. Okay. I don't know about one fifteen. Like you're getting into some bad teams just some bad down teams. there at one fifteen. <laughs> I will say, and, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think my understanding of the uh, Sun Belt West is that South Alabama is the class of that division. I uh, Troy. Um, Troy, South Alabama and Troy, I think are definitely from what we've seen so far. But I, I mean, I, I yeah. I, I don't know. So, Southern Miss, God, this is so bad. I think Southern Miss moved to the Sun Belt this year. I think Southern <laughs> Miss is in the Sun Belt West now, and they just beat Tulane and, and you know, played, which, you know, they played Miami a, a decently close game. I don't know what that means now that they, they lost to Miami. But anyway, uh, I think. I think I would put South Alabama ahead of Troy. I have lots of questions about Troy's offense. Troy's defense, very good. Um, so I think those two are the class of the Sun Belt West. Okay. Um, I was just thinking if, Louisiana somehow wins this game, then having a tiebreaker against South Alabama, we're going to be talking next week about Louisiana still like in the driver's seat for that division, which is hilarious given how pathetic they've looked. That That is true. Um, but what I would say is who from the West is going to have a chance against whoever comes out of Sunbelt East, James Madison or App State or, you know, I, I feel like I could list or, like or, four East. Or Coastal or Georgia, yeah, Georgia Southern, Marshall. Yeah, you got a lot of pretty solid teams over there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think, I think you're right. Of course. Uh, another game from that conference are UL Monroe and Arkansas state. Uh, the, the West is just sad, right? The East is a lot of fun. The West <laughs> is just sad. Yeah. Um, yeah. Arkansas state finds themselves inside the top 100, according to sideline ranked 99th. UL Monroe still ranked 120th, uh, kind of indicating talking about that Louisiana team. Maybe that Louisiana UL Monroe game was more about how bad Louisiana is rather than UL Monroe. UL Monroe escaping the bottom ten, which is impressive because they've been a team that's been a bottom ten mainstay for the last little stretch of time here. Uh, but this should be all Arkansas State sideline says Arkansas State by ten. I'm going to lay the seven with a B grade pick. I like laying the seven ever that push protection here. I think this is a key number and a key time to grab it. Uh, I think it should be higher than this at seven and a half. I like it a whole lot less because you got a whole lot less value there at seven and a half. But at seven, I think it's fine to lay those points. Yul Monroe coming off of that win against their rival. I just don't think they're a very good team. I think Arkansas State at home can get the job done and can win by more than a score. And I think what shouldn't be a close football game, not that Arkansas State is great, but I just don't think Yul Monroe is very good at all. Total 60, Cousin Jared, what do you have for us here? I would agree with your assessment of this game I, I i i would say don't overreact to monroe beating louisiana that was you know big rivalry game and you know louisiana we talked about we don't think is very good don't don't put too much on ul monroe for that win I, arkansas state's not good either yeah. but what i what i feel like i can say is arkansas state is better than what they were last year yeah 
And so, so I think that if you combine those two things where I think that the last week's win maybe didn't mean much for UL Monroe and I'm seeing a little bit of progress from Arkansas state, I think if I, I had to make a play, I would, I would back Arkansas state here as well. Um, Arkansas state four and four, four against the spread. Yeah. Yeah. I so, mean, uh, yeah, covered, it, covered yeah. an FCS game against Grambling State by winning 58-3, to and they covered against Ohio State, and they covered against Memphis, and they covered last week at Old Dominion, only losing by field goals. Like I said, much improved. Yeah, and, and their and their defense, while still not good, has not been the atrocity that, that it was last season, which gives me pause on the total here, too, because generally it's like you see Arkansas State, and you're like, there's almost no number too high that, that I wouldn't say take the over. But, man, again, I just don't have any faith in Monroe in this spot. So yeah. 60, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like, you know, Monroe could score, you know, 17 points, 20 points in this game, and, you know, is that enough to get you an over at 60? I, I don't know. Um, so this is one where I would say just don't blindly play the over like maybe you would usually want to on Arkansas State game. Right. Uh, 7 p.m. Eastern kickoff, Cincinnati at Tulsa. I'm going to lay the nine and a half with Cincinnati as an A-grade play. I like that I'm on the right side of 10. Sideline says 12, so the likeliest outcomes in this game are 10, 13, and 14. All of those are winners for Cincinnati. I think they can go on the road and beat up on a fairly mediocre Tulsa team. Sideline says Cincinnati is ranked 19th. Tulsa is ranked 68th. It's a pretty big mismatch here. So I'm going to back Cincinnati with an A-grade play. I like this number at 9.5. Cousin Jared, what do you got for us here with a total of 59.5? I don't know what to make of Tulsa. I have no idea them, just to be completely honest with you. So I was... At the same time, I was surprised in the Cincinnati game last week. I had the under in that game against Indiana, and there were just like these spurts of points. And then there would just be spurts of just nothingness from from both teams and and ended up losing losing that underplay. Um, Because of that, I'm a little, you know, scared off on on the total of of this game. I I think, you know, you made a all of your points were very valid. I think that it's either Cincinnati or, or nothing in this game. I, I think Cincinnati's defense is is too good. I think they've got advantages all over the field on Tulsa. Um, I don't think you could, you know, rationalize to yourself anyway. In my opinion, I don't think you could rationalize back in Tulsa. So especially this number nine and a half, four gets to ten. I think it's either you know take Cincinnati or pass. Cincinnati plays South Florida next week, so not really a look-ahead spot either for them, no. uh, which is something you get concerned about when you're needing to win by double digits. Um, interesting enough here, Cincinnati playing Tulsa this week, and I think we're all kind of in agreement that Tulsa is a much better team than Indiana, so, you know, what a world we live in. Um, yeah. There, yeah. Given that, you know, Indiana Big Ten school, and a couple years ago looking decent on the rise, and then yeah, and then now. Uh, yeah. 7.30 Eastern kickoff back to everyone's favorite segment from last year uh cousin jared talk me out of clemson i'm gonna back him oh, in here God. at six and a half it's a b-grade pick it's i i like the number i like the one on the right side of seven i, I it's, it's you know you just gotta gotta look at the numbers a lot of times you know you're playing teams and a numbers you're not just playing one or the other a sideline says it should be clemson minus 7.3 so really thinks that it should be seven or seven and a half Six and a half is a pretty good number here. I'm just not convinced this NC State team is good. Clemson's all the way down to 12. So they're not the team that they used to be. They still have questions, absolutely. I just think they can get the job done and win by a touchdown in this game. Uh, I'm going to back them here against NC State. I just don't trust NC State. I'm going to make them prove it to me. Um, 
at times you felt like Clemson was going to be able to beat Wake Forest by a touchdown on the road last week, this game being at home. A whole lot easier to cover a number yeah. less than a touchdown. At seven, I'd probably still play Clemson, but I like the fact that we win at this number if they do win by seven. So it's a B-grade pick. Not my most confident because this Clemson team yeah. just doesn't inspire a lot of confidence at this point. They're still obviously really good. They're just nowhere near the Clemson uh, that we got yeah. used to for the last several years. Total of this one, only 40 and a half. Because, uh, Jared, what's your take on this one? <sighs> Man, this is going to pain me to say this but i think this game you've either got to take the over or you're not going to play the total at all this is i mean i'm sure this happens all the time and i'm just not recalling it right now i know clemson's offense has their issues i know nc state's offense maybe has had uh, hasn't been has their as issues. good yeah ha- hasn't as we had hoped they would be this season. I'm having a difficult time remembering um, a game where there was this much talent on the field on offense with a total this low. And that's not to take any way, anything away from both of these defenses because I think both of these defenses are, are very, very good. And I know that's why this total is so low. But man, there's just a lot of talent out there for a total this low. And both of these defenses could give their offenses short fields. There could be a kick return. There could be a lot of ways with two talented teams like this where this number gets over 40 and a half. Guys, that's that's so low. I mean, are we saying that we expect the same number of points in this game as we expect in Boise and whoever we just talked about at the beginning of the show? I mean, that just... Or an Iowa game. It feels like a total of an Iowa game. And, and yeah. the difference, and there's a, well, there's, a, there's a key difference. Like when you talk about Iowa, who last week went over barely because of two defensive touchdowns. Like that's what it did. It didn't take one, one defensive touchdown. And Iowa stays under a total of 34. It needed yeah. two defensive touchdowns. And the reason why is because Iowa, A, great punter, but B, Iowa's like, hey, we made a fourth and three at the opponent's 40. Let's punt, baby. Yeah. Most teams yeah. don't do that, and that's also yeah. the difference is that you're going to have aggressive play play calling here of teams that are going to say, we've got to go for this fourth down because this is our right. time to strike, right? And so it's like it, it just doesn't set up for that type of game where there's no there, – like you said, there's going to be no special teams happening. It's going to be all like conservative play calling. Like yeah. There's going to be a little bit more aggression here, and that's just going to lead to easier opportunities to score because teams say – this is our time to strike. And if it works, they're going to score. And if not, it might backfire a little bit. But we know those are smart risks to take that coaches like the Iowa coaches don't take, maybe because they don't yeah. have anything in their offense. Sure, whatever. But they just, yeah. it's just a different setup. Yeah. Okay. Well, pause. I'm glad I'm glad I looked this up. So this total opened at 46. Okay. It's gone down to 40 and a half. I think this, this has to be because there's going to be bad weather from the hurricane. So mm. – Maybe, hmm. maybe, I mean, but just, it still seems low. I, I guess maybe wait and see. Are we expecting bad weather all the way into South Carolina by Saturday? I guess maybe. Well, it's too okay. early to tell at this point, right? We shouldn't be speculating about hurricane this morning. I, 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 I live on the Gulf, Gulf Coast, people. Yeah. So I know a little bit about, God, 
this is like this is oh, this is great. I get let's let's timestamp this where I talk about the weather because Hurric- my hey, I grew up going, I grew up on the coast, right? This is like yes. yeah, we'll have her we'll have hurricane talk. <laughs> yes, let's let's time timestamp this. So the problem is, is that they're saying that this storm might lose its steering current when it's come in. So it's gonna come up kind of up Florida mm. and then it might just kind of like meander there for a day or so, mm-hmm. which we know all too well because exactly what happened during Hurricane Harvey just lost all the right. steering currents and just set over uh, over yep. the top of the Gulf Coast for a few days. Yep. Um anyway, so that's what they're saying. I think they're saying it's gonna come in and and, you know, South Carolina would definitely be in the spot where there could get a lot of moisture over the coming days. Potentially. So, man, this, this could be, show could be is Georgia just, too, right? Yeah, exactly. This show is everything I could have ever asked for in my life that I get to break down hurricanes uh, talking about a <laughs> North Carolina state Clemson football game. Um, so maybe that's why the total's low. Maybe, you know, check the weather, maybe, yeah. you know, I don't know how bad it's really going to be. Things could change. Take the weather out of it. This total should not be 40 and a half. That's all I'm going to yeah. say. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And, and it's a good point. And hurricane break that aside. <laughs> if you know, if, if you want to gamble at the weather, if you're playing a total now, you're kind of gambling on the weather doing something. So maybe if you want to do that, and that's what you want to gamble on fine, or maybe wait and just see, because also we're so far out with that storm, it could kind of curve a little bit. Oh, yeah. yeah you know, yeah. east and, and completely miss that it could curve a little bit west and completely miss it too. we're too far out to really know but it, it is yeah. good. Not maybe not daily, but at least a couple of days from now, check the weather and see what it's looking like, where the storm is projected to go. Uh, because if it's nasty weather, that obviously affects these college football games. But if the weather's fine uh, and, and you kind of catch that early on as the total's rising and you can get over 41 and a half, right? Over 41, right? Mm-hmm. That would be a whole lot better of a play. Because uh, right. assuming the weather's fine, it probably should trickle back up in the, to at least 44, I would assume. Yeah, uh, de- definitely. Uh, 7.30 Eastern, Georgia at Missouri. Um, look, what do we do with Georgia, right? We're, we're, we're past the hour mark here, so I don't know. Hopefully we still got some people answering that. <laughs> what do we do with Georgia, right? Like, they, they, they've twice looked like the team that's going to kick the crap out of everybody. Their offense mm-hmm. looks fantastic. Their defense doesn't actually look unstoppable or stopping yeah. everybody, whatever you want to say, right? Yeah. It doesn't look yeah. quite as quite as good how much of this is early season we don't want to put things out there how much of this is non-conference versus conference there's a lot of questions that i don't personally yeah. have the answer to at this point based off the data we have sideline is taking the stance at georgia is a very very good football team ranks them third though and just says they're not quite to that level of bama and ohio state where you have to say they could beat anybody by 50 we saw Georgia was that last year. So can Georgia get back to that? Absolutely. I'm taking the 28 with Missouri, but it's only a C grade pick because in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, I know Georgia last year in that passing attack, they can beat anybody by 50. Mm-hmm. I've just seen enough question marks from them this year that I just am not sure if they're at that tier or not. I really have no idea. Sideline says it should be 26 and a half. So landing on 27 or 28 is very likely. It's even money. I'm going to grab all the points with the home team here. If there's any sort of scripted first couple of you know drives, home field being pumped up, night game here, hanging in there for a little bit, it's a lot of points. But part of me is very absolutely worried that this game is over after the first quarter and the fans are heading to the exits after the first quarter. Yeah. And so it's yeah. not going to be a confident play. It's a principled play to say even money plus 28 at home, night game, crowd should be fired up. And yeah. questions about Georgia, there's just too many reasons to me that it's Missouri or pass. But again, in the back of my mind, this could get ugly. So that's why mm-hmm. it's only a C-grade pick. So more of a principled play more than anything. Georgia hasn't been killer like they were last year. For all their games this year, 
but they did do it a couple times this year. And yeah, you just yeah. don't, I don't know if it's going to show up or not, right? I'm yeah, very confused yeah. if it will or not. If it does, Missouri's in trouble. If not, Missouri might hang in there, might only lose by 20 points, uh, which I don't know. That's something to tell the grandkids about, I guess. I don't know. Uh, totals 54. Cousin Jared, what do you have for us on this one? Uh, man. Yeah. I wish this were 55. Like always. I wish, I wish it was always 55. Um, I, what I, what I would say is this year that's mattered. Georgia has just crushed them. And so this game matters. It's an sec East game. I think Georgia's going to crush them. I, I like looking back at what we've seen from, from Oregon since then, that was a really impressive win. South Carolina, we know South Carolina has has their qualms, but the way that just Georgia just gave them no hope from the very beginning yeah, of the game. Yeah. Um, in in my mind, this game matters. I think Georgia's going to crush them. Yeah, I, it's very possible. That's why, like I said, only a C grade pick on Missouri, uh, making yeah. it a principle. But yeah, I'm I'm very nervous that it's one of those like they're just coming out with the most vanilla game plans in non conference games, right? But even a vanilla game plan. With last year's Georgia would have still crushed those teams. So just, I don't know, yep. questions, but yeah, it, it could go yep. anyway. Not a game I'm confident about whatsoever. Uh, right. Last game I made a banner here for, just to talk about it again, already mentioned the hurricane moving the East Carolina, South Florida game uh, to a different location and a different time. It's going to be played at 2.30 Eastern. Instead of being played in Tampa, it's now being played in Boca Raton. Um, people are making a joke about this. this is the first time that South Florida is actually playing a home game in South Florida. Um, I'm going to add a unit to this game at nine and a half. I don't really, it, this is a really interesting situation because for a lot of books, the previous wagers that we would have made given the game location would be no action. It was only eight and a half then. Now it's nine and a half. Not really much of a difference between those two numbers, but I make East Carolina an even bigger favorite now that the game isn't in South Florida. So we already talked about this. We already think that South Florida is bad because Jared and I both already said we liked East Carolina. I, I the, the, the record keeping on this one is an interesting one, but yeah. however we want to do it, I don't, uh, if East Carolina wins by nine, I we just, we have a headache on our hands, but that's not mm-hmm. extremely likely. Uh, it's an A grade play for me now, as long as you're South of 10, at nine and a half. So I'm, I'm adding a unit to the eight and a half play, or if that's just canceled, just three units on this one, a grade play for me. I had a B grade pick on it, but now given that this is at a neutral site, sideline says this should be East Carolina by 13.6. The most likely outcomes in this one are 13 and 14 and then 10. And we win at all of those. So I like laying, I love laying nine and a half here. I have no idea how the travel is going to affect either team. Sometimes we see it gives a boost to the home team. Sometimes it's detriment to the home team. I think it's just all a wash. I don't really, no pun intended there. I don't really know how it's going to affect anybody, the coaches, the kids, any of this. I just know that now South Florida is traveling and that makes you not as good of a football team when you're not playing in your own stadium, on your own turf, having the wear and tear on the body of traveling. I think this is a really favorable spot for East Carolina more than we initially thought. So this number still below 10 doesn't really make any sense. I would have thought given the location change, it would have jumped above 10 lock this in as soon as you can before it goes over 10. That's where it should be. Again, it should be 13 or 14. So I love East Carolina in this spot. We love them. We liked them before. Now that the games at a different location, South Florida has to travel. I love them. Uh, so I'm 
adding a unit to it, upgrading it, replaying the unit. Again, every situation might be a little bit different. It's a wonky situation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But bo bottom line is we love ECU here. Uh, Cousin George, do you have anything to add on this one? Uh, still some nines out there. Uh, I had a eight and a half that was, like you mentioned, that was kind of canceled out. And, and so, yeah, there's still some nines out there, nine and a half. Uh, yeah, like I said, anything below 10, still like it. Yep, yep, absolutely. Uh, and that brings us to our Kill the Clock offense segment. Cousin Jared, do you have any games you want to loop back to that we've already talked about and uh, make a play on or put an extra year on? Yeah, I definitely do. So we talked about it during episode, uh, the first episode of the week. We talked about Liberty and Old Dominion and saw that total sitting at 44, and it was like, man, that 44 total feels, feels really low. And um, so earlier today, somebody actually it was somebody in the, the Discord. So again, go sign up for be a, a patron member and get in our Discord chat. Somebody pointed out that the total had gone down again. They were saying, "Hey, what's going on? Why does this total keep going down?" I can't find any news that would indicate why this total has, has continued to go down. It's currently sitting at forty-one and a half. That is really low. What I think is going on here is people giving are giving Old Dominion credit for playing good defense and having low scoring games against Virginia tech and against Virginia guys, I've got news for you. I think Liberty, I, I can say quite confidently, confidently Liberty's offense is better than Virginia tech's offense. And what I would also and they're say a lot is better that, than Virginia's. Well, okay. I won't go that far. I would say that they're better than what Virginia has played so far yeah. this year. I'm not yeah. completely. Yeah. So yeah, it's not, no, they don't have as much talent, but what, what they, what they're doing, I mean, they're, yeah. they're a better offense right now than Virginia's right now. You know, yeah. not Virginia last year, last year's Virginia offense was a heck of a lot of fun, but that's yeah. not this year's Virginia. So, so, so that's part of it. And the other thing I would say is though, is that Liberty's defense is not as good as Virginia Tech's defense. And I don't know where it is compared to Virginia's. Um, but anyway, I think that there's just a lot of – I can't remember exactly the term that you used before, but Old Dominion's getting a lot of respect in their totals because they've played some named teams. And I think you just got to you know, say, hey, those named name teams just may not have good offenses this year. And so don't put too much stock into that. I can't believe that this total got down to 41 and a half. That is a really low total. I'm playing the over 41 and a half in Liberty and Old Dominion. All right. All right. And I guess that would be all we have then for this episode. We've got one more to come. We'll bring Jake on here and wrap up the rest of the week five slate uh, until we get to that episode. Cousin Jared, any parting words for us? Again, want to say, take the opportunity to sign up uh, to be a Patreon member. You get tons of great benefits. One of those being that you can get early access to college football lines and early access to baseball lines as well. And what I'll say about the baseball lines, it can make a big difference. Just for example, today, we've already had some line movement had one total that's currently the model says play under eight it's gone from minus 115 down to minus 125 you've got another uh total that the model makes very very low great value able to get under seven to even money now it's down to under seven minus 115 so that's just an example of the kind of things you will get as a patreon member get early access to these lines and you can get your place in a little bit earlier and squeeze a little more value out of them and we talked about this in the Discord today, actually. Like the totals I've noticed lately, uh, I, I come out with my totals and we come out, I see those, and I'm like, oh my gosh, there's all these good plays. And like almost all of them are going the direction that the model is taking them. Uh, yep. The models that the bookmakers are using for these totals, I just don't think are very good. And so uh, the earlier you can get in, the extra value that you can get on that as well. So it's a good point uh, that you're making there. Uh, that's all we have for you today. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. Check out the website if you haven't yet. It's www.pickswiththeprofessor.com. Don't forget to subscribe so you can ensure all the sports
sports betting content we've run on this channel is jumped right into your feed. We'll see you again 24 hours from now for more college football betting content. And again, six days a week, MLB betting content here wrapping up the season. And as always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your any money.